the college basketball experience edition of the Missouri Valley Conference Basketball Conference Preview on the Sports TV Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use the code SGPN for a first deposit bonus up to a uh, match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today and start making smarter bets today. Plus, we're brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast. They just launched their new YouTube channel. Great guys. Get over there. They're celebrating uh, with the MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all details today. Yes, 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 yes. Woo-wee. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Part of Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Missouri Valley. Oh, man, I love this league. Arch Madness. And, I mean, th- th- this league was absolute fire last year, as, as the kids nowadays like to say. I mean, you had Drake and Bradley going toe-to-toe. Bradley winning the regular season. Drake punching back. Winning the conference tournament in St. Louis. Should have beat Miami in the first round. Had the game up eight with four minutes to go. You had other teams that were good all year long. You got Belmont and Murray over from the Ohio Valley in their inaugural year. I mean, you got so many good, proud culture programs in this great uh, mid-major league. And, you know, this this really is one of the best mid-major leagues because it's a true round robin, and that's what I like most about this Missouri Valley. But if you are wondering who you are listening to, just yelling about the Missouri Valley, yelling about Arch Madness, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And uh, bringing on the show, you know, this guy knows a little bit about the Valley action, Missouri Valley. He's, he's kind of in the Midwest, Missouri Valley country in a way. He's a little bit above you guys, but he can take that LeBaron down uh, – the highway there from the state of Michigan, and he can bring it down in the state of Illinois. He can bring it in the state of Indiana, right into the heart, the heartbeat of this great Missouri Valley. He is Noah Beanick, and he's the man behind the scenes and co-host of the college basketball. And he's the co or not the co-host. He is the host of the college baseball experience. We've got a couple underrated programs in this valley. Anyway, Noah Beanick, how are you? What's going on, Mac? Yeah, it should be fun discussing the valley. Uh do they still do the round robin? They played twenty conference games last year. They've got twelve teams in the conference. So oh, I, I get, I get, so I guess they missed by one. Oh man, yeah, uh, uh, that's just end oh. the show. End the show. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm wrong, and you know what? It's mm-hmm. 
all is not right in the world. All is not right in the world. The Valley has to play around Robin. They need to extend (laughs) to 22 games. So anyway, no, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on this Valley? I know, I know if you're a college basketball fan, you like the Valley. That's basically the bottom line because they're all basketball schools. It's a no brainer. It's one of the best mid majors in the, in the country. Cause I mean, all of these schools, except for maybe you and I, like they're basketball first. I know UNI has got a good football program over there, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you got to love that in the, in the Valley. I got a funny story here. I wish Colby was on because, uh, you know, we're recording this Halloween night and uh, we were complaining because we only had 25 kids come to the door and it was of <laughs> course, blizzard conditions here in Michigan. So Colby would scream and would be screaming at society why we made the kids soft and nobody wanted to go out and get candy this year. So I, I just got more for myself. That's, that's, that's it. But it's kind of like the MVC. I mean, not many. I'll, I'll leave all the scuba divers off to the side. Let them have uh-huh. their high majors. Give, give me or snorkelers. Sorry. Let all the snorkelers have the high majors. Let me, the scuba diver, and all the other scuba divers in the world have the valley for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, the, va- the valley is absolutely fantastic. You know what? I, I mean, Everybody gets all enamored with the high majors, and I, I get it. I mean, the high major is – I mean, that's the highest brand of basketball. But from a betting standpoint, this the mid-majors is where it's at, man. I mean, yeah. that, that the, the lines are not as sharp at the mid-major level. And if you can dive in, get an ESPN Plus subscription – Hopefully the cameraman isn't jerking it's off so that you can at least it. see you can at least see the game. So yeah, uh, the ESPN Plus subscri- subscription for college basketball is one hundred percent worth it. Now that you bring it, it up, it's about Best the only sport that it is worth it. <laughs> so yeah. college football maybe, but I mean there's not as many games. So for, but yeah, for college baseball it is like godsend because there are no games on national television. <laughs> Great point. I mean all the high majors are on that. So. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Enough blabbing around about this Ohio Valley. Let's let's get into it. And one of my former enemies, we will go into first the Belmont Bruins. Um, I mean this 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 is a very proud program, as Colby would like to say. This I mean this program dominated the A Sun, then went over the Ohio Valley. Now they are in the Missouri Valley, and I think they're a perfect fit because they're exactly what. This valley represents a basketball school. Uh, Belmont, I mean, culture. We talk about culture so much on this, and we like backing these programs that always find a way to win. Belmont's one of those programs. Despite a transition year, still finished 14 and 6 in the valley. Uh, tied for third in the valley, 21 11. Casey Alexander in his fifth season. He was an assistant for a long time, head coach Rick Bird. Always did a great job. Uh, they lose a bunch, but they always lose a bunch, and they always reload. Ben Shepard's out, 19 points a game. Drew Freiberg, 11 points a game. Evan Braun, 7 points a game. Bringing over Malik Dia from uh, from Vandy. So coming right across from uh, uh, in Nashville locally. Jace Willingham, transferred from Lee University. Uh, Brigham Rogers is a freshman from Blessed Trinity High school. I could I could break down this roster all I want. I could I could deep dive on them, but I'm going to tell you right now they're going to be in the top half and they're going to have a chance to sneak into the top top part of this league, top tier because they're Belmont. Under Casey Alexander, Rick Bird, it's a continuation of this culture. They've been unbelievable. They 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 win 20 games every single year. 
Uh, Alexander's won 20 games every year. Um, and Bird, I mean, Bird, Bird, Bird won 20 games every year, but all two years during his tenure, they're going to win 20 plus once again. They're going to be right there. They're going to play their brand of basketball, disciplined. In other words, they're going to play white guy basketball. That, that's what <laughs> Belmont does. If you want me to be uh, straight to the point, Belmont's going to do what Belmont does. They're going to win 20 plus games and they're going to be right there to win this league. Uh, what's your take on these Bruins? The new version of these Bruins, no? Not as high as you are, uh, mainly because of the youth on this team. Last year, they were young, a lot of freshmen. Now all those freshmen are sophomores uh, in this program. Casey Alexander is going to do a good job with this team, but they're going to like they're going to take their lumps and bruises uh, early on in the season. I think in the non-conference, I think that's the time where this team is going to need to find their identity because they they're extremely young. They only got uh, four guys total that averaged 20 minutes or more from last season. The bench is all underclassmen, so uh, a lot of freshmen on the roster still. Um, going to need to see it from Alexander. If they finished tied for third last year in the Missouri Valley, I think they finished in the top half. They figure it out through the first half, and they, they're able to, you know, prove prove that this program still is – it carries its own weight. It's not going to fall back into the middle of the pack, bottom half of the Missouri Valley. How impressive was that for you that they just went right from the Ohio Valley, lost a bunch of their roster, and kind of still just didn't really skip a beat? Yeah, it was extremely I mean, impressive because they went from like I wouldn't consider the Ohio Valley like a top tier mid major. No offense to you, Mac, but only uh, the year Missouri. I was there <laughs> true, <laughs> with John true. Moran and Belmont with Windler. So that was the only year. But yes, I do agree with you. It, Missouri Valley is like the cream of the crop when it comes to true mid majors. Like you take out the Mountain West, the American, you know. Uh, those two conferences that have much more money, uh, and even maybe the A-10. You take those three out, the Valley is right there as like one of the best mid-majors, true mid-majors. Yeah, if you're in the Ohio Valley, you're trying to win so you can get a Missouri Valley job. Because it's all <laughs> no, it's all basketball, man. I mean, it, there's so many loyal fan bases. And, and one other thing about Casey Alexander, he had it rolling at Lipscomb, too. So, I mean, he's... He's won everywhere in Nashville, so I'm buying in once again to the Belmont Bruins. Uh, I don't think that they're going to win the league, but I do think they'll be right there at the top. Yeah, they lose Ben Shepard, who had 19 points per game. It's going to be it's going to be tough to compete for a title, but I have them in the top half. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go over to the team that won the regular season, and I'll tell you what, man, this team came out of nowhere. I, I mean. We thought they were going to be good. Brian Wardle in his ninth season now, 25 and 10 wins the regular season um, for the first time ever there at Bradley. So what can he do for an encore looking at this group? They do obviously lose a lot. Anytime you, that you win the league for the first time in over a decade, you're going to lose a lot. So rank mass is out 14 points a game. Jay Sean Henry out 10 points a game. Zach Montgomery, eight points a game. Villy, Tavenian, seven points a game. Incoming, though, they got some pieces. Marion Ellis from the Marquette Eagles. Trey Pettigrew from Nevada. Kyle Thomas from Eastern Illinois. I mean, by the way, they're uh, 
their home court was yeah. was absolutely was on fire up. on fire last year, especially that home or that senior night against Drake where they won the regular season. That, there was no way they were going to lose that game. That was unbelievable. They're going to be in the mix again. I do think they're going to take a little bit of a step back. I don't think they're going to be quite as good, but I I, I like that they're they got guys back from that team that won 25 plus win uh 25 plus games last year another thing i do like they got unfinished business man they, they got embarrassed by drake in the final at, at the valley championship so definitely a chip on their shoulder with some of these guys coming back and i'm sure that'll be a common theme that'll push them forward what do you think of these uh braves noah yeah i took a hit to the chin taking drake in the regular season last year they they lose it late uh they were leading i think or at least in the mix the entire year. And it came yep. down to the last week. Uh, doubled down with them in the tournament. Was happy to get that double cross. But uh, I looked it up. Bradley, 15-1 outright last year at home in their home building. Um, the returning duo or trio of Duke Dean, Connor Hickman, and Malevi Leons is going to be hard to match for uh, the Missouri Valley Conference in the preseason for other foes. Uh the three of them, they played at least 26 minutes a game last year, eight and a half points per game, and they're all capable from behind the arc. Leons is a 6'9 grad senior who won the conference's defensive player of the year last year as well. He put up 11 and 6 offensively. Uh, the Braves' defense, it's outstanding. They have yeah. one of the best home court advantages in the Valley. I expect Bradley to be in the mix to win another conference title. Yeah, and you look at it, they were 6-4 and four through 10 games in, in the Valley last year. They had to win out, so they won, yeah. ran the table, won 10 in a row, and then kind of just ran into the machine that the Drake Bulldogs were in that uh, conference title game. Yeah. You want to just talk about the Drake Bulldogs right now? Yeah, you know what? I was going to think about an ad break, but I, we can't take an ad break for <laughs> the Drake. I love this team. This, uh, Although they let me down, they broke my heart in March. Um Oh, yeah, I was right there with you. Oh, God. They they would have ended that Miami bullshit run, that fluke run. Uh, Darian Devere. I De- did it. They wouldn't even De- gotten going. <laughs> De- you know, Darian Devries, maybe they made the Final Four. Maybe they make it. So it back for his sixth season at the Knapp Center. Um, he's he's done a he's done a great job there. Uh, Roman Penn, gone. 13 points a game. Garrett Sturt's gone, nine points a game. G.J. Wilkins, eight points a game. Sadar Calhoun, seven points a game, but more more reinforcements coming in. Kyron Gibson from UT Arlington. Anton Wright from Cal State Northridge. Ethan Roberts from Army. Uh, Carlos Rosario is a transfer from Wazoo, so that's always a good uh, little get there out of the Pac-12. They're, gonna, they're obviously going to be the – Pick to win it. The the coach's son is back. Tucker Devries is back. <laughs> and so that, that's always a good combo. They've been there, done that. They did have an off-season trip. I did read that somewhere, so I do like that. I, I know the uh, Coke Booger in the chat sent me the teams that went overseas. So I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try and highlight those teams early in the year that I think could really pick off some of these teams on the money line early in the year. Ah. Uh, I mean, how do you not back this team to win it? I, it they're pretty damn good. I, I mean, I guess crazy things happen in the Valley like last year where they could lose it on the final game of the year. What does the schedule look like late? Do, do they get do they get it at home this time around? 
Um, no, they got to go to Bradley again on the no, final they're, they're Sunday. Home to Bradley. They're home to Bradley. No, they're on the road. I see home to Bradley final final game. I see Drake away at Bradley. Sunday, March third. So, Torvik and Kenpom have that different. <laughs> All right, so there's only one way to do it. We got to go to the actual website. Yeah. One of them's wrong. Let's see who it is. But anyway, carry on, my well, friend. Yeah, while you're while you're looking that up, you know, they lose their entire backcourt from last season. Um, but Tucker DeVries, like you mentioned, the head coach's son, Darian, uh, you know, the, the Valley's player of the year last season and Tucker DeVries is back. And Darian attempts to retool the entire backcourt through the portal. And he's had some success doing this in, in years past. Uh-huh. When he goes into the portal, I mean, he's hitting doubles, triples, home runs. He's swinging for extra bases. Uh, the three new coming and new incoming guards are Kyron Gibson from UT Arlington, Aiton Wright from Cal State Northridge. He put up 16.7 points per game there for the Matadors, and Ethan Roberts from Army. Uh, keep a close eye on Gibson. Uh, he's gonna have he's gonna lead the point, and he had almost four times a game last year for. Uh, UT Arlington, and he had 11 points per game. Shot the three ball well last year, 30, 36% from behind the arc as well. Uh, the Bulldogs, they lose a lot of offensive production, but they should still be considered the front runners in the Valley just based off winning pedigree and Coach DeVries, what he's instilled so far at Drake in his tenure. 100%. And I remember when they beat Wichita in the playing game in 2021. I mean, this program has been to multiple NCAA tournaments. What if I told you they had not? Oh, I guess his first year he tied. They have not won the league outright, though, yet in, in Devery's as tenure where he's won 24-plus games every single year. I I think they – I, I kind of think that – I think they're due. I, I kind of – and Trevor makes a good chat. They were not good at covering last year. They were, they were catching yeah. some big numbers. They were they were a hypey mid major. I will say yeah. that they were hypey this year. They're kind of hypey again, so they're they're a popular pick. Yeah, maybe we fade uh, them they're, early. They're maybe home. we fade them early and get them in some buy low spots when they lose a couple by, in the non con. By the way, they're home to Bradley. That final they game. are. I checked the the actual website. So Ken Palm, you're you're wrong. So Tony, they're gonna win the they're gonna win the regular season on that day. Sneak peek. So. Gets the edge, just like Shams yeah. got the or Shams got the uh, or it was Woj that got the Woj. edge over Shams last night. Yeah, oh, that was hilarious. I was I was up just being my night owl self, and it took Shams. He he was asleep. Somebody gave him the old call. Hey, buddy, wake up! James Harden just got transferred or <laughs> traded, not transferred, I traded. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> he I mean, lost I mean, he yeah. lost outright just the trade news, and then. He tweets out the package thinking that he's special and he's actually got all the information. Nope, Woj beat him to that too. <laughs> I was not up to recap that filthy load management trade. So uh, get over there to the NBA Gambling Podcast. But yeah, Noah it never sleeps. was so. up for that. <laughs> of course he was. So he, he's an NBA guy. So uh, I'll tell you what, though, if you want to get over to the NBA, get over some prize picks, get over there. Uh, because basketball season here, and you can win by picking a combo projections across football and basketball with specials leagues, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from the different sports. For example, LeBron and Kelsey over-under combo with three-pointers made, uh, even though LeBron can't shoot. 
and receptions. And Kelsey doesn't play basketball. <laughs> well, and receptions. You can do the two. <laughs> want to play okay. alongside – you should do flops and receptions is what it should be. And want go. to play alongside, uh, make a couple prize pick favorite players. Um, they got community plays under the promos tab where you can follow some of the bigger names out there that love playing prize picks like Pick Dundee. Um, biggest names out there with prize picks community each week. They're also giving away uh, a reboot policy. And, you know, all you NFL guys out there, you know, B. John Robinson kind of did you dirty the other week where he kind of had a little migraine. So, you know what they're doing over at Prize Picture? They'll, they'll give you a reboot. If you have a player who exits the first half and does not return the second half, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks only uh, daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy for injuries. Um, and, and they got player stats. Uh, I mean, you can highlight your winnings there over at uh, Prize Picks. Fun and simple experience, a way to play the game. Go to prizepicks.com and use the code SGPM for a first deposit uh, deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash SGPN, code SGPN, and Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. We're also brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast, and they just launched their YouTube channel in honor. They're giving away a nice hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to the slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. All right, let's get back into the Valley action, baby. Here we go. Next up, we got the Evansville Purple Aces. You know... They were god-awful last year in, in the first year of David Raglan, but he's in his second season. It's a proud program, by the way. They've had some history in the past. I feel like they're a sleeping giant. I feel like that they could get it going with the right guy. Maybe Raglan's the guy at the Ford Center. That's where the OVC championships played every year. Marvin Coleman out, 11 points a game. Antoine Smith, 8 points a game. Gabe Spinelli, 5 points a game. Preston Phillips, 4 points a game. Incoming is uh, Antonio Thomas from Kentucky Wesleyan, Cam Hafner from Eastern Illinois, Tanner Cuff uh, is a transfer, Juco transfer from Salt Lake Community College. So is Ben Humerkus from Huntington, and then they also got Chuck Bailey coming in. So, I mean, like I said, man, they have not – what was the last time Evansville has been at the NCAA tournament? Not since 1977. Man, I – they, they, this program should not be this down. They, they're in the state of Indiana, the heart of college basketball. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna take a flyer that they're gonna be better this year. I mean, they can't get any worse. So, I mean, that, that, that is a start. Um, I mean, David Raglan, like I said, in his second season, track record of rebuilding programs. He was at Butler. He's a Butler guy. He took it on the chins. He also was a junior college head coach at Vincennes, one of the best junior colleges in the state of Indiana. I Man, I think they're going to get this thing going eventually. How about you? He's from Evansville, Indiana. I mean, <laughs> so the, the positive immediately, they have three fifth-year seniors in the backcourt. All of them averaged 26 minutes or more last season. One of them didn't play D1. That was Antonio Thomas. You might, uh, if, if you're a college basketball scuba diver, you've heard of Kentucky Wesleyan this week. Yes. Um, Louisville. Pulling out, 
pulling off the upset over Louisville. Uh, Kenny Payne's Cardinals might not be too good again this year. So Antonio come, Thomas coming in from Kentucky Wesleyan might not be a terrible get. You seen Toomey, uh, ten and a half points last year. He was the second leading scorer behind uh, Kenny Strawbridge Jr., who had fourteen and a half points a game. He was their leading scorer. Uh, they returned both of those guys. Uh, they returned some necessary pieces to make a jump up. Uh, again, this is another one of those teams. I don't know if it was yet this show. It was more last show at the Sun Belt. A couple of teams really lacked depth on the bench. This is one of those teams. Only one guy has ever played D1 minutes on this bench. So they're going to need some time uh, to get going here. But with an experienced starting five in conference play, they could definitely win more than one game like they did a season ago. I hope they get a go, man. I, I mean, I, I've seen this place get lit. Um, yeah, but I mean, they they got their work cut out for them. I mean, they I, I, successful year if they if you can go from five wins to like 12, 13 wins, I think that's a solid second year. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go over to the. I like this. I like this program too. They they've had a little bit of history too. The Illinois State. Redbirds and Ryan Peden, Pedo is in his uh, second season coming over from the Buckeyes. He's a Chris Holtman guy. Uh, 11 and 21, 6 and 14 in the Valley. Seneca Knight out 12 points a game. Colton Sandage out 7 points a game. Liam McKeshney out 6 points a game. They got in the portal, though. I like I kind of like what they did in the portal with a couple of their additions. They, uh, Bringing Jordan Davis from Wisconsin like that. Brandon Lieb from Illinois. So two Big Ten guys dipping into the Big Ten where Peden came from. Uh, a couple other guys are bringing Dalton Banks from Southern Illinois. Miles Foster from Monmouth. This team is old. This team actually kind of looks like a team that could take a step here. Uh, Iowa St- or Illinois State, I think they were better than the record suggested last year. The this team, I think, takes a step. How about you? Most experienced team by far, according to Torvik. You mentioned yeah. it. Five Sleeper seniors, team. In this, five seniors in the starting five. A couple of Big Ten transfers. Where uh, Pedon is uh, from? How do you say the last name? Pedon. Pedon. So I always called him Pedo whenever I talked to him. So that's what I call him. <laughs> Pedo. Yeah, I like right. Pedo. He's a good coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this has the recipe of sleeper team written all over it. This could be a bottom half team jumping right into the mix um, yeah. in the Missouri Valley. They they could maybe even pull off what Bradley did last year, you know, jump right in right into contention uh, because I mean, it's either this year or never because you're losing uh, possibly all of these guys, um, all the seniors in the starting five, but uh, especially Jordan Davis. Like, I know there was some hype. He wasn't going to be uh, like his older brother, but they kind of thought that he would – take on a bigger role at Wisconsin last year. Uh, you bring him in. He's still a very good shooter. Um, yeah. so, he's good in the Valley for sure. And I remember Dalton Bakes. I thought he played a bigger role at Southern Illinois. For some reason, that name jumped out to me um, when looking at the roster here in the preseason. But th- this is definitely a sleeper team. No doubt. I mean, you mentioned it. Dan Muller, um he had it going there for a minute there. I mean, they won 28 games in 2017. They've had really good teams over the years. So I think Pito's got it's going in the right direction. And, I, and I'm with you. I think this is a team that could sneak into that top three or four, maybe contend with all their 
experience. So let's go, Redbirds, baby. All right, yeah, next. Honestly, uh, let's let's dive a little deeper into this because Ken Palm has Illinois State ninth. Um, I don't. I don't and, get that at all. And they're tenth in Torvik. I think we're a little bit higher on this team. Uh, looking into the schedule, they're at St. Louis. They're covering uh, against that that group, that bunch. Uh, they they're retooling over there. We don't believe in the coach. Um, they're laying nine, only nine against Eastern Illinois. Kind of a you know in-state thing there, but uh, they're getting eight on a neutral site against Long Beach. Uh, probably here's a spot uh, conference first conference game November thirtieth. UIC, they're getting five. There's there's no shot. <laughs> they shouldn't be getting five. I'll tell you what, man. UIC. If you like you said, if you want to take a shot on like a Bradley, Illinois State might be worth a shot twenty to one. They could be this year's Bradley. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I like it. I like it. Let's back them as dogs here soon. So uh but first we gotta talk about Hall of Fame bets because you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. With Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting, betting analytics platform for parlays, props, and game lines, research NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets. Uh, enter any parlay into the revolutionary parlay optimizer tool so you can break down each and every leg to see which one has the best value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty. We're back on the college basketball experience. Talking the Missouri Valla. Let's go to another proud program where Larry Bird played. That's Indiana State Sycamores. This, this is another good program, man. They, they, they've been going in the right direction here. Uh, 13-7 and seven last year. 22-13 and 13 overall. Terry Halt. Uh, Josh Shirts in his third season doing a good job. Uh, they lose Corvorser McCauley, who was their horse, 16 and 6 a game. Cooper Neese, 12 points a game. Cameron Henry, 11 points a game. Trenton Gibson, 6 points a game. In coming in, they got they got they got some reinforcements. Isaiah Swole from Southern Indiana, the Screaming Eagles. That was Ryan Con- Yeah, was Ryan good. Conwell from South Florida, Aaron Gray from Niagara. Jake Wolf from Moorhead State. I like I like what they did in the portal. I thought they addressed some of the needs that they that they needed to fix. Josh Shirts in his third year. Um, I think he's a good fit there. I I I I mean, going twenty two and thirteen here last year. Um, in his first year, what did he do in his first year? Josh Shirts. In his first year, he took over. They went 11-20. So this was a total rebuild. And, yeah, he t- he took over from Lincoln Memorial, which was a powerhouse in Division Two. So state of Indiana. He was a associate coach at Queens, which everybody loves. This guy's a good coach. I think, he, I think he's going to keep building this program up. How about you? Yeah, he's a good coach. I'm not doubting that. There's a lot of new pieces to this team, though, that didn't uh, come back from last year. And they're young, too. Uh, the thing for me is, like, we've seen Swope uh, do very, very well. Uh, 15 and a half points last year in 32 minutes at uh, Southern Indiana. However, not a lot of these guys are proven. Um, 
the the thing with uh shirts is that in year one he kind of learned his lesson because he didn't bring in uh you know like a whole he didn't turn over the roster like every new coach does um and year three here he kind of year two he grew with those guys from year one uh year three brings in a lot of new new faces and we'll see we'll see how that goes because I think it's intriguing. Uh, a lot of the the pace, the uh, new names on the team. I I'll back the coach. I think they'll probably come in the middle of the pack, but I, I think they take a slight step back. Fair. I mean, they they do lose a lot, but I mean, he's proven it. So I'm gonna buy in. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy into the culture here with the Sycamores. TVDJ in the chat goes, they lost nine games by five points or less last year, and arguably the roster, he says the roster is better this year, but the chemistry issues could cause some regression potentially. That's a good stat, nine games by five or less. So, yes, Trevor, I mean, I like to see boards in that. That's probably why they're sitting at eight to one. There's just a lot of new names uh, from a season ago. Like, that's a a great stat, but not a lot of continuity, like, brings – comes in you know you know what i mean like that typically works if there's a lot of returning starters and whatnot i I don't really see that with indiana state that's my main uh hole in the roster yeah i i i hear what you're saying i'm I'm gonna back them but uh all right let's get over to missouri state the bears uh dana ford dana ford uh is in his seventh season already our sixth season at the helm uh, they lose it. They, they, they lose some good role pieces. They, they, they bring back their main horses for the most part. Uh, Brian Trimble's out eight points a game. Jonathan Mogbo, eight points a game. Kendall Moore's out. Uh, Dalen or Delon Regnall, five points a game. James Graham, four points a game. They got a transfer. Uh, Caesar Edwards coming over from Xavier. That that's, that's a pretty good get. He's got some size. Nick Kramer coming over from St. Louis. So a couple transfers here. Um, they, they've they always been so up and down um, during the Ford era. I mean, I feel like they can beat anybody every year, but they also could lose anybody every year. That's why I kind of see them in the middle of the pack. I know they opened up in Morgantown here in less than five days. So, I mean, they're going to have a chance probably to pick off a high major program with all – all uh, the different pieces that the Mountaineers are going to be missing coming into this game. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to say middle of the pack with the Missouri Valley. So they returned three starters from last year. The The thing about Missouri State, to me at least, from uh, the outside looking in, they've always kind of had like a dominant guard that is putting up double digits a game yep. easy. Last year they didn't really have that. Um the biggest candidate for that, I guess, would be Alston Mason returning this year. Um, he was just under 10 points a game last year in 27 minutes. Uh, and they returned the entire backcourt. That's Those are their returning uh, – or they, they returned two pieces in the backcourt, and then Donovan Clay, who is a senior uh, forward. Also, it's it's forward slash guard. That's what tripped me up. He played 32 minutes again, uh, last year, 12 uh, points a game. Five and a half rebounds, three point six assists. The offense kind of ran through him 
uh, down low last year. He can also shoot it from the outside. He's capable around uh, from longer range as a forward. So this team's going to be another interesting team. I'm not sure they're a contending, uh, contender for the title, um, but Missouri State last year I felt like it was a step back. This year it's probably dark horse season, right? Yeah, they always exceed expectations, like you said, when they're not predicted to be good. But last year they were right there predicted to win the league, and that's why they finished six. This year, I don't know the kind of finish in the middle of the pack. Maybe they could be a sleeper, but track record says I'm going to say Dana Ford finishes middle of the pack. Anything else? No, I'm I'm good. They returned seventy percent of last season's minutes. That's uh, that's third in the conference. So, yeah, I got nothing much to nothing much else to add. Sounds good. All right, let's go over to a proud program, and they're also coming over from the OVC last year. Steve Prom in his second year in the Missouri Valley, back at Murray State. He was uh, the head coach there when Isaiah Cannon and those guys won an NCAA tournament game. Elusive pieces, DJ Burns, 13 points a game. Jamar Smith, 12 points a game. Kenny White, 8 points a game. Uh, they they were mediocre, and they were down for Murray State standards. I mean, you think about all the guards that have been there, whether it was uh, Stark, then it was John Morant. I mean, they, Isaiah Cannon, they, it's been guard you there. Sean Walker, transfer from Mercer. Nick Ellington, transfer from Eastern Illinois. Malik Abdawad from uh, South Plains. I got to think that Steve Prohm's going to take a, a step here. I mean, the track record says that Murray State is going to take a step. I'm going to say they're a top four team based off the track record, the home court. They they were really young last year, and they found a way to still stay in the middle, and that's why they were down uh, when Prohm took over for McMahon. So I don't know. What's your take on these racers, these new-look racers? Offense is always good. That's not the issue with Murray State. Last year they were the – 11th best defense or 11th best team in defensive efficiency a season ago, like in, in a 12 team conference in the Missouri Valley and the Valley's won off of defense. You look at last year's standings, Bradley one, Drake two, Southern Illinois three, all those three, all three of those teams were in the conference race the last month of the year. Um, Murray state to me, They've got to pick it up on the defensive end of the floor because offensively they can be very fun. Um, so th- that's that's oh, yeah. my thing. It's like I don't want to, I don't want to buy into a bunch of hype for the racers until I can see that they can adjust to the new league. You know what I mean? I I, I think they took the lumps last year and they still finished eleven and nine. And I mean, it's the hardest place arguably to play in the league. That place gets absolutely bonkers. So I I think I, I think they're gonna take a step. I, I think they actually might have a chance to win the league with Steve Prom. I, I think this is where we're gonna probably disagree the most because I mean you, you got the market even a little off on this team too in my opinion. Uh the T V D B J pointed it out in the chat. They're plus four fifty. I think that's just that's too rich for my blood. Uh I I don't I don't agree with that pricing. I think it should be a little bit longer. Well, I'm with the market here, so racers, baby. I've been there. I've I've lived it. I, I hate that place. So, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's go over to another short team here. Uh, 
Northern Iowa, they they've been good forever as well. I mean this this damn league, they have so many good teams, so many quality mid majors. Northern Iowa, they were down last year, took their lumps 9-11. Ben Jacobson in his 18th season won multiple NCAA tournament. They lose one guy, James Betts. This is a top four team. I, I, keep, <laughs> I think I have five top four teams. Uh, Jacob Hudson's coming over from Loyola, Chicago. Wes Rubin, uh, RJ Taylor, and Kyle Pock. I mean, you Jacobson's been a staple there with, with the Panthers. How, how can you not buy that this team will take a step forward um, after being 9-11 with the young team last year? They bring everybody back. This is what they do. Every other year, um, they, they won it in 20. They won it in 22. They were down in 21. They were down in 23. I think they're a dark horse to win it again. Yeah, Northern Iowa, they returned 91% of their minutes from a season ago. And last year, they were an extremely young team. Uh, as it is, all five starters returned from last season, and we're talking about four juniors and a sophomore. It's still kind of young. Uh, yep. With another year of experience, the Panthers, they now have tremendous depth and versatility for this season as they go three deep on the bench, too, uh, with all good-sized minutes. Uh, this was a middle-of-the-road offense in the Missouri Valley last year that relied a, a lot upon uh, Bowen Bourne, Titan Anderson, and Nate Heiss. Uh, the entire group needs to take a step up defensively as well. I'm assuming that Coach Jacobson's going to be able to get that out of his guys and you and I will get back into the top half of the Missouri Valley. But, again, it's like another one of these teams where offensively I think they've got loads of talent. Um, defensively I got a little – I got some questions because they don't make any improvements on that side of the ball. Yeah, I, 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 how, how can you bet against uh, Jacobson? I mean, he, he, he's, he's been so good there. He's been so good there for so long. Um, he is Northern Iowa. Um, he played in North Dakota. I thought he played in Northern Iowa. He's been there since 06. He beat Kansas with Ali Farouk or whatever, however you pronounce it, on the three-point shot. They went to uh, <laughs> the tournament the year before. They've been a two-round of 32s. I mean, they, they, they've they been so good for so long. So I'm, I'm going to back him here in a bounce-back year um, in the Valley. Another year with his guys. You like the continuity. It's a good bet. Yeah. That's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do in uh, Cedar Falls. So, all right, let's go over to Carbondale, where you got the Salukis, Brian Mullins, who played at uh, Southern Illinois. He's a Saluki. He's one of them. He's uh, he, They had a good year last year. I mean, 14 and 6 in the league. They did. Uh, 23 and 10 overall. You look at it, 67 and 55 in two years. He's a Porter Mosier guy, so he's been in the Missouri Valley for quite some time. He loses a ton, though. Marcus Domask, 17 points a game. Lance Jones, 14 points a game. Jawan Newton, 5 points a game. J.D. Mula, 3 points a game. He's got some transfers coming in. R.J. McGee from Tulane. Trey Miller from Incarnate Word. Jarrett Hensley from Cincinnati. Joven Stulick from Arkansas Little Rock. Um, I mean... They they don't bring back they they don't bring back a ton they bring back middle of the pack they don't they they lose a bunch of production lose two all league guys as well they got a great another another hard place to go into in Carbondale oh man 
this this is going to be middle of the pack for me. Maybe trending a little bit more downward for these Salukis. How about you? Uh, they, I mean, so Torvik has them. They're, they're second to last in returning minutes from a season ago, uh, only bringing back 39.8%. Um, and they lose, they lose their identity from last season. You know, you had that tremendous backcourt in Marcus Damask and Lance Jones. They were two four-year seniors. They were all-conference players. It's, it's going to be tough to replace. Um, definitely not a, a top three team here in the Missouri Valley this year um, where they finished last year. The four transfers they bring in, they got a, they got a mesh for me. This is a team that I'm going to have to judge like throughout the first half to see how they play because I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with pricing or anything like that. I, I kind of expected them to be middle of the pack. That's where I think I'm going to have them predicting uh, or where I predict I'm going to have them. Uh, but I, I think like if this team shows signs of life in the non-conference early on in the season, this team could be fun in the Missouri Valley. But I need to see it in the first half. We're agreeing there. Yeah, I, I, I need to see it. I, I too many too many misses missing pieces. They don't. They don't have the same identity that that yes. I know what I'm getting with Northern Iowa. I know what I'm getting with Murray State. I know what I'm getting with Belmont. I know what I'm getting with Drake. I know what I'm getting with these proud programs. So and this I, is I need, this I is need to see it. first year. He's he's in his fifth year. Damask and Jones were with him all four years. Uh, yep. I I prefer to see it just one uh, the first half of the season. I, I just need to see it. <laughs> we're in agreement. All right, let's get over to. Who do we have left? Uh, we got the UIC Flames. So oh, this been a tough, tough road here for Uclaclick coming over. I mean, he started in the Horizon. Now he's in the Missouri Valley. Four and sixteen is inaugural year. Uh, they they lose Jace Carter, seventeen points a game. Travante Anderson, thirteen points a game. Jalen Jackson. So they basically use their core, lose their core off of uh, what well, wasn't a very good team. So. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe addition by subtraction. Marquise Kennedy from Loyola Chicago. Isaiah Rivera from Colorado State. Drew King from Houston Christian. And Yusef Sela from Idaho. I just feel like the, the gauntlet of this league is going to wear them down. I don't. I, ceiling, middle, most likely bottom three team in this league and with year four of the Yaklik era. I can't, I can't see them in this league making a jump. You? No, and he hasn't had a winning season yet this year. I mean, or he's hot, yeah, yeah. So I mean, two years in the horizon, he didn't have a winning year. You knew he was kind of, you know, dead man walking going into yeah. the Missouri Valley his first year with, you know, a roster that was bottom half on the horizon his first two seasons. Uh, this is kind of a show me, a show me year from Yaklich because uh, he's got he brings in. Uh, Marquise Kennedy, who was over there in Loyola, Chicago, in city, uh, guys, basketball fans in Chicago know what he can bring uh, as he played 24 minutes a year a year ago with the Ramblers, and this is an experienced backcourt, uh, new because Riv- Riviera or Rivera comes in from Colorado State, but this is kind of like a an oh shit year for Yaklich because uh, the writing's on the wall if he doesn't you know, show at least some signs of improvement. Completely agree. Completely agree. Final team in the Missouri Valley. Let's go to 
Valparaiso, new head ball coach, taking over the helm there. Roger Powell coming over from Gonzaga. He played at this fine institution with Valparaiso. He was there with uh, Coach Drew. They lose everybody. Um, they weren't very good either. Ben Cricky, uh, 20 points a game. Kobe King, 16 points a game. Quinton Green, 11 points a game. Nick Edwards, 8 points a game. Maximus Nelson, 5 points a game. Bring in some transfers. Jackson Edwards from Murray State. Ola Aboji from Central Michigan. Isaiah Stafford from John A. Logan. Casper Sepp from Fairmont. Cooper Schweiger from Linkier. And uh, Jahari Williamson is a freshman as well. Oh, boy. Um, they, they're, they're in it for the long term. This is a team, <laughs> typical year where we're going to get big-time inflated numbers, and let's see if they can get better and Beckham as a dog in February. I don't have much on this team other than they're going to be bad. So first-year head coach, a lot of turnover, probably the most turnover uh, in the conference. Yeah, they, they returned the least amount of minutes from a season ago. By far – actually, no, not by far. They are the actual second-youngest team, according to Torvik, in, in the Missouri Valley, only ahead of Belmont. Um, you know, uh, Colby would also be griping or just complaining about the nickname change to the Beacons. Yeah, what the hell's that? Aren't they the Crusaders? <laughs> Is that they bullshit? It like a year or two ago. Society. So, I mean, this team's young. The Beacons? Uh, were they yeah. the Beacons last year? Yeah, they were the Beacons last year. That is disgusting. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long year uh, for Powell. <laughs> uh, I mean, this program hasn't really seen any success lately, uh, from at least the time that I've been handicapped in college basketball. So, I I I think they're a seller team. Completely, completely new coach. Yeah, total seller. Uh, yeah, those beacons are going to be beacon in the basement of this damn lake. It's disgusting that the, I thought they were the no crusaders. Signal. So. No yeah. signal. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, I think that transitions over to the final segment, Noah, our one through 12. Uh, I think we teased it. Valpo is going to be in the basement of this league. Do we agree? Yeah. TVDBJ in the chat, he goes, Valpo going to Valpo. Valpo going to Valpo. Uh, Bryce Drew ain't walking through that door, baby. Okay. All right, who you got in the 11 spot? Let's see here. Um, I got UAC. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm going with the Flames there, too. All right. I said Evansville would be improved. They're 10th. <laughs> yep. I have Evansville 10th as well. All right. Here's where it gets good. In the 9 spot, I will go with the Salukis of Southern Illinois. This conference is going to be good this year. Yeah, this um, is a nice I mean, spot. It, Damn. It never disappoints. I didn't call for one team to finish in the the bottom half of the league. So, I, I'm I'm calling for a, or a lot of these middle teams that I said are unfortunately they have to slide to the bottom. Um and I think the first one has to be Southern Illinois. Yeah. Who do you next have at nine again? Sorry. I had Southern Illinois, so we're okay. in agreement, bottom okay. four. My next one's going to be Missouri State at eight with the Bears of Dana Ford. Um, I have Indiana State. 
At seven, I have Indiana State. I have Murray State. So we just flipped those, it looks like, right? Yep. At six, I got Illinois State. I'm going with Missouri State. Missouri State, okay. At five, here's a surprise. Bradley. Bradley takes a step back. I mean, they have to be losing at the road on the road. They went yeah. fifteen to one at home. Well, uh, yeah, they're 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 due to lose some road games. I mean, you look at Wardle during his time though. I mean, they've he's been really good, but they've also had a bunch of fifth and sixth place finishes. So I'm gonna take Bradley to finish fifth. A little regression. I have Illinois State there. Okay. And number four for me. Give me Murray. Murray State, top four, baby. Let's go. I got Belmont fourth. I got Belmont at three. Northern Iowa at three. So who do you have left? Drake and Bradley? Chalk. <coughs> I got Chalk. I know. I got I got Drake in Northern Iowa left, and I got I I think Drake's due to win the regular season, man. I I they haven't won one yet. I think they're going to get it done. I'll go Northern Iowa second. Yeah, I'm not betting it, but I, I agree with you. I think the the reason Co is bound to win one, yeah. um, and. I think Drake gets it this year in the regular season. I got Drake finish, finishing first, Bradley second. Who wins the tournament? Shit, did we not do that for the Sun Belt? No, um, I think we my, forgot. My tournament winner is going to be Belmont. I think they're young and they're going to grow throughout the year. I like the Bruins there. Mm. Bradley. Bradley wins the tournament. TBD is <laughs> on the Illinois State sleeper team with us. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go Illinois State to win the tournament. They got all the seniors. They get they put it together for one run. Give me Illinois State to win the tournament in, uh, in Arch Madness. Let's go. The Redbirds get it done. Uh, who's your bus team? You know, I think the bus has got to be Murray State. I think they're just too big of a name to be finishing seventh in the Missouri Valley. Yeah. I guess mine's Bradley, but then I had him winning the tournament. <laughs> uh, surprise no, you, team. You say Bradley? You said Bradley? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I went to Illinois State. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess yeah. Bradley. Bradley's my bus team. Bradley's my bus team. The sleeper team has got to be the Redbirds of Illinois State, right? Yeah. Is Northern Iowa sleeper to finish second? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think they're I mean, expected to finish in the top half of the league. Is there a bot out of the bottom bottom three? We think Evansville, UIC, Valpo is the we, bottom three. Well, uh, we have Southern Illinois at nine, and I, I think we both yeah. agreed that like that's a team that could be fun in the second half. Of the yeah, season. well, that that's why I didn't put them in that other category. Oh. <laughs> the, they're way better than those other. Okay, three. so you're is saying there, of, if you of had the to choose, what's yeah, the one the, that doesn't turn into a fire? Yeah, is there one that like if everything went right, they could jump into maybe like a six or seven? Oh, if everything goes right, I think it's Valpo. 
like new coach. Everybody's yeah. everybody left from a terrible team last year. Just completely turn over the roster and see what you got. That one's the one where it's like, yeah, I can see that. I, I I don't really I don't really expect UIC or Evansville to finish in the middle of the, of the conference standing. I'll go Evansville. You're two, so maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think they're the best of the three teams. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I don't expect them to overachieve on the and get outside the double digits of the conference. That's I guess that's how I attacked the question. Which uh which of these Valley teams has the best shot of pulling off a November six upset? Um so we got to answer this question for you. <laughs> Drake plays Lipscomb first game, November eighth. Northern Iowa at North Texas Tuesday. Okay. Bradley at UAB on Monday. Uh, Indiana State and Murray State play D2s or JUCOs. Um, Belmont hosts Georgia State. Uh, they're okay. favored to win that game, though. Um, Missouri State at West Virginia. Uh, then Illinois State plays Lords. I know where that is. That's like an hour and a half away from my house. Um, but they're an NAI. Southern Illinois plays Kentucky State. That's not D1. Yeah. Uh, UIC is at Cincinnati, that could be a candidate. Uh, that's a large dog, though. Valpo yeah. hosts Trinity Christian. And Evansville uh, hosts Miami, Ohio. I I mean, it might be Evansville. <laughs> Who'd you say Evansville has? Miami, Ohio. They're a three-point dog. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll make a prediction. I bet you uh, Missouri State's a public dog opening night. A public, so you're not you're saying that they're just going to be a public dog and they're going to lose. Yeah, because I think everybody's going to say West Virginia is down three starters, and everybody's that's going to be the popular underdog because everybody will be giving out a dog on on opening night. I bet you Missouri State's the popular one. There's 190 games. It's kind of bold saying something's going to be popular. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's also the but it's also the first night of the season. I don't know if we're if we're giving out a legit answer. Give me Northern Iowa. They're a dog in North Texas. It's a new regime over there for the Mean Green. Game one. Give me the Panthers. They bring back everybody from that team. That Tuesday night. Yep, Tuesday night. Yeah. So it's not yeah, that, it's not opening night for your question, but that's my legitimate answer. The Panthers win opening night as a dog. Yeah, I like that. I like that as well. And then in Texas, so continuity, baby. Uh, Shout out to the chat, baby. Uh, Ryan Hasey's in there. Trevor's in there. SGPNU, let's fucking go. He's shitting uh, the dogs that I gave out, little yappers. I gave out a three-point dog and a four-point dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's a coward. It's his LeBaron. <laughs> Missouri State's a nine-point dog, but you say they have no chance. They got a chance, yeah. The, the, I, <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you the line's like five. That'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder where it'll come out. Uh, did the Kirk Reason news go mainstream? Yeah, yeah, it's it did. It, it did. Got. I didn't see anything, but I had heard some stuff. Spending nine games, double what uh, Bill Self got. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, is what it is, man. 
Um, oh, so you, you don't have him for Pitt. We don't need him for Pitt. We'll, we're going to fucking beat Pitt. Whoever's fucking, I'll strap I hate, up. A, I hate that I threw a fist pump for that, that we need a point guard out to try and win that game. But Yeah. You, oh, you're gonna you're gonna need more than that. Garrett Green was out for for the Mountaineers, and you also you also miss him for Frank Martin too. Yeah, and uh, Saint, and, and Saint John's. Oh, that's not fun. We'll see if it gets reduced. We'll see if it gets reduced. I have so. my fingers crossed for you guys. Yep, let's go, baby. Uh, but yeah, another Valley Missouri State's going to Morgantown here in five days, so. Looking forward to previewing that one on Sunday night. Guys, the season is here. I mean, god damn. Hey, we're hey, clock just ticked over 14 minutes ago. Wednesday, November 1st, the best month of the year. College basketball's back. Uh, can't wait. We got what six or five, five previews left now, right, Noah? Uh yes, sir. We've got two tomorrow or two technically today on Wednesday, two Thursday, one Friday. Pulling up the schedule right now. Wednesday, we have the WAC with uh, hopefully we're going to have, I think we're going to have Colby that one. Not hopefully, we will, because uh, that's right before the college football picks show Wednesday night. And after the picks show for college football, Mac and I will be back with you guys covering the Southland. Then Thursday, we have the SEC and then SOCON with Matt Gannon to round out Thursday night. And Friday, we save the best for last with the SWAC. Mac SWAC Mac will be at uh, Rush's wedding, though. Yeah, uh, good luck with the swag. <laughs> I can't wait for that that preview. Uh, I'll listen to that one fucking hungover like a motherfucker on Sunday, uh, driving back, getting ready for this. So, guys, subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. Like you said, uh, we are here every single night beginning Sunday. It's fucking here. November 5th, we preview November 5th, Sunday night. We preview November 6th games. And on and on and on and on until, what, April 8th or whatever National Championship Monday is. So we're here. And we're going to pick every game on the SGPM website. Me and Nick were talking about last night. We pick every single game. I, I take pride in that. I did not miss a game picking last year. I also didn't never miss a game. It was never my fault when my side lost. It was always the referees. It was a dumb player or a dumb coach. So undefeated. Hopefully I can repeat my success this year. I would have I would have had that if I wasn't bedridden late in December with COVID. But th- this year I'm gunning for that. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be able to say that I I we previewed 364 college basketball teams, and I bet every or picked every game on tally site on our website. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Uh, subscribe to the college football experience. Like Noah said, they're live tomorrow every Wednesday night. They pick all the college football games. FCS experience. They pick all the FCS college or, or FCS experience games. Got everything, man. They got they they we got everything on this show. Big Twelve, baby. It's all about the Big Twelve. That's my show. I uh, host with Troy and Rush every single Tuesday and Thursday, and we got a Sunday show coming as well with uh, the Big Twelve preview for that week. So make sure you're you're subscribed and have all the notifications on. And uh, we will see you guys tomorrow night to preview the whack. And can't wait to dive into that league and many more. And uh, we are out of here.